This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, November 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. More trade aid on the way. Does Ag Labor Bill have Senate buy-in? Meet export boom to continue. And USDA defends hemp testing. Now here's a programming note. Daybreak will not be published on Monday, November 11th in observance of Veterans Day. Here's the news. White House okays a second round of MFP. The checks should be in the mail soon. The White House has approved another round of market facilitation program payments. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said the money should go out to farmers later this month or early in December. This will be the second tranche of payments under this year's version of MFP, which ties payments to county estimates of trade impact. Purdue says the pending trade deal with China could make additional payments unnecessary. The amount of Chinese purchasing under discussion would be very beneficial to agricultural producers, and we're hopeful that trade would supplant any type of farm aid needed in 2020 in that regard, Purdue told reporters yesterday. Now keep in mind, there's new optimism coming out of Beijing that negotiators will succeed in wrapping up the proposed Phase 1 deal with China. China's Commerce Ministry said U.S. and Chinese negotiators have agreed to eliminate some tariffs as negotiations continue. Now take note, trade barriers already are befalling ahead of the deal. USDA is publishing a final rule today to allow Chinese processors to export chicken to the U.S., Meanwhile, Bloomberg is reporting that China is preparing to lift its four-year ban on U.S. chicken. Graham, ag labor can't stand alone. Senate Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Graham says an ag labor bill is unlikely to pass in the Senate unless it's part of a broader immigration legislation. I don't think you get enough buy-in to pass a standalone bill, he told AgriPulse. That's always been a major barrier to passing legislative fixes for the H-2A visa program. Lawmakers will want to address a range of other immigration issues, all of which carry political baggage. Why it matters? Well, the House is expected to take up the Farm Workforce Modernization Act in coming days, but it doesn't have support from the White House yet. And Graham's remarks suggest it doesn't have much of a future in the Senate either. Meat exports seeing growth through 2020. This year is shaping up to be a big one for the U.S. meat industry. U.S. Meat Export Federation projects foreign sales of pork products will exceed 2.7 million metric tons this year, which would be an increase of 12% over last year. U.S. MEF expects another 13% increase in 2020. U.S. MEF is projecting record beef exports uh, this year and sees another 4% increase in 2020. Lamb meat exports for 2019 are in a rally as well and will reach 16,000 metric tons, more than doubling the level in 2017, according to Dan Hallstrom, president and CEO of U.S. MEF at the Groot Strategic Planning Conference in Tucson, Arizona. Now, keep in mind, U.S. exports still have volatility, especially with regard to China, and we've had a lot of tension on a lot of fronts in virtually all species, Hallstrom said. USDA lawyer defends hemp testing. USDA's top attorney told an audience of lawyers the department is eager to review comments and its interim final rule on hemp. 
We are not going to get everything right the first time, said USDA General Counsel Stephen Faden. That's why it's an interim rule. Speaking to members of the American Agriculture Law Association yesterday, Vaden said he thought states could meet a requirement in the rule that hemp be tested 15 days before harvest. Hemp industry advocates say that may not be enough time to get samples to laboratories for THC testing. State testing requirements vary from two weeks to 30 days before harvest, and USDA thought 30 days was too long before harvest to do the testing. We believe that states should be able to meet this 15-day requirement without too much difficulty, he said. Take note, comments on the rule are due by December 30th. The Climate Challenge. Dramatic Crop Improvements Needed. A report published in this week's edition of the journal Nature warns that addressing climate change and other crop stresses will require dramatic improvements in crop breeding. And getting better crop varieties to market will mean developing and commercializing innovative technologies, much the way that vaccines and other innovations are developed in modern medicine. The scientists who wrote the report lay out a variety of improvements that will be needed, but warn that it takes far too long to get a new crop trait from the lab to the market. It is critical that the specific method used for crop improvement does not stymie the implementation of safe and effective solutions. Non-politicized regulatory systems are essential for scientific advances to scale to farmers within the time frame needed, according to the report. By the way... Co-authors of the report, including Lisa Ainsworth, a prominent climate scientist with the USDA's Agriculture Research Service, who won the 2019 National Academy of Science Prize in Food and Agriculture Sciences. Wanted Ag Advisors for EPA EPA is looking for 20 to 30 people to serve on its Farm, Ranch, and Rural Communities Committee. EPA is looking for members from farm groups, rural suppliers, marketers, processors, academia, researchers, state, local, and tribal government, and non-government organizations. The committee will meet twice a year, and members will serve terms of two to three years. The topics the committee could address include food waste, water or air quality issues, pesticides, toxins, enforcement and compliance, and technology and innovation according to a notice asking for submissions by December 31st. The committee has been inactive since 2016. EPA Associate Administrator and Agriculture Advisor to Administrator Tate Bennett tells AgriPulse the application process is easy. All that's needed is a statement of interest and a resume. A letter of recommendation is optional. Senators seek farm input on drone regs. A bipartisan group of senators is seeking to ensure that the Federal Aviation Administration is getting input from agriculture when regulating drones. A bill introduced by Senate GOP Whip John Thune, Ag Committee Chairman Pat Roberts, and Michigan Democrat Gary Peters would require FAA's Drone Advisory Committee to also include representatives of county governments as well as agriculture and forestry. Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee member Peter said, Our bipartisan effort will elevate the voices of agriculture, forestry, and other drone users so that our policies foster economic growth and continue to spur innovation. Here's today's He Said It. If you sit around and argue with each other about defining sustainability, you're arguing the wrong things. Stop. Define it yourself. 
Anybody who's done anything in advancing sustainability today has defined it themselves and shown people what they're doing. That Alan Gray, agriculture economist at Purdue University, speaking at the U.S. Meat Export Federation in Tucson, Arizona. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, November 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.